1: Hey, all you cats and kittens, Adam Ray here. Welcome back to the show. Oh, man, it's Super Bowl weekend. I'm excited. I'm going. Not to the game. I'm hosting a watch party at CB Live in Scottsdale. Me and John Holmberg from KUPD. Come out and see us at CB Live. It's going to be a a fucking blast. Um, Might do some shit on Friday and Saturday. But either way, I'm going to be there soaking it up. Soaking up the sun, Sheryl Crow style. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs. My boy, Travis Kelsey, I think is going to be the MVP. I think he's going to ball out hard. And I think the Chiefs are going to win. Calling it right now. Don't know if I'm putting money on the game. Last Super Bowl I actually put money on was, <clears throat> excuse me, Eagles-Patriots. And I bet that the Eagles would win. They did. And that pink national anthem time would be under two minutes. And it was, 148. She had a cold. Somebody told me. Hot hot tip, hot take. Took it. And, um, and won. Don't think I'm going to bet on this game. Just uh, want to enjoy it. You know? Uh, can't wait for the commercials. Super Bowl is always fun. I don't know. I did talk to someone recently who was like, don't like sports, not going to watch it. I'm like, would you even go to a party and socialize and just use it as a backdrop for a hang. Like, fuck no. All right. Uh, granted, you know, this kid was four, but, um, but I'm shy. Ch- so look, uh, today's episode is a lot of fun. It's a guy that I've gotten to know, uh, the last three years. He's a rising superstar. He's going to have his own daytime talk show at some point or late night talk show. Great comic, great dude, crazy story. We get into all of it. Nikki Paris making his ALN debut, coming to us from Staten Island, New York, all the way to Los Angeles, California. This guy does not stop. He's got a Robin Williams type brain, self deprecating. It's Don Rickles meets fucking, I don't know, meets Nikki Minaj? I don't know. Nikki, it's, he's a fucking locomotive uh, just bursting through the seams. And uh, he's very funny, very quick, and uh, and we get real though in some moments too. It's a great episode. Follow Nikki on Instagram and Twitter. Um, We'll put that up right here because I can't remember it offhand. And subscribe to the podcast, ALN Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Subscribe right here. Come out and see me in Arizona, CB Live Sunday. And then Batavia, Illinois, February 16th through the 18th, The Comedy Vault. I'm coming back. Love this club. Come out and see me. Some special surprises are locked and loaded. February 16th through the 18th, 45 minutes north of Chicago, The Comedy Vault. March 1st through the 4th, Punchline, San Francisco, cannot wait. March 9th through the 11th, Oxnard, Levity Live. March 9th through the 11th, all these tickets at adamraycommy.com. I'm doing Portland and Seattle with the Impractical Jokers on April 7th and 8th and a shit ton more shows all the way through September. adamraycommy.com for all that information. Get your Adam Ray merch at adamraycommy.com. Young Rock Fridays on NBC. We got a handful of episodes left. Please watch we get a season 4. Welcome to Chippendales on Hulu. And I think that's it. Enjoy the episode. Nikki Paris, let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Oh boy, what a doozy today. We're shooting live from the Belly Room at the world-famous Comedy Store. I'm sure you've heard of it, maybe you've been to it. Uh I get a lot of people hitting me up that I've never met that go, "Hey man, I'm going to be in LA. I'd love to go to the Comedy Store." I go, "Cool. I think uh, you know, they got shows almost every night." Dude, I would I would love to I would love to see Mark Marin." I go, "Well, dude, I'm guarantee he'll be here 3 out of those uh 5 nights that you're here." Dude, you think uh I'm an aspiring comic too. Do you think you get me stage time? I do not. But I love that you ask. You don't ask, you you don't get, like my mom says, and you don't get unless you ask, like my guest says, Nikki Paris. What a beautiful intro that that was poetic. Do you have a catchphrase or words that you live by? You're a very like, you're a hard worker. You're a you're a hustler. Do you wake up saying like a mantra to yourself? You strike me as a as a mantra guy.
0: Yeah, I'll be like, you have under nipple fat. Maybe do <laughs> maybe do. Adam, this is a big. I love you so much, Adam. Adam is uh, what a day, Adam. This is a new year. You know, we ran a new year together at the Laugh Factory. We did. We're in Vegas together for 2023. I'm getting a new body this year. That's my big. It is. I used to have nipples that look like lunchable
1: pepperonis, and this is the year that I'm. In some countries, that is considered your. You know, you're like at the top of the, uh, the feeding (laughs) chain. Yeah. I know. It's it's a lot of pressure. Now, in the gay man world, where yeah. do nipples fall as far as like, you know, like what's – is that a big d- – can that be a deal breaker? Peplenty Better not nips. be. No. no.
0: I, I You know, I'll breastfeed anybody at this point. <laughs> I don't care. No, I don't have – t- my body's getting there.
1: but You've never – look, I think we all – our best days, unless you're maybe Tom Brady, are behind us, right? Unless you have – and I don't want to hear that whole excuse of like, I don't have the money to go to the – The uh, wellness spas out here, and obviously, like, I see girls posting videos of them getting, like, vibrating things on their butts to make their butts better. And then people are taking fat from their butts and putting it in their lips and then taking fat from their clits and putting it in their butts. (laughs) They're going from butt to lip and clit to butt. And it's like, I can't keep track. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, do the elliptical, lift some weights. (laughs) But <laughs> the normal shit.
0: My nipples were injected with clit fat, and I was gonna keep it a secret. But so now, funny. now I'm coming out, and I don't care. If you've I'm got a, it,
1: if you've uh, got a fat clit, yeah. I think whether uh, you're into uh, the clitoris or not, I think that's a turnoff, but also an icebreaker.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a, it could be a party starter if you're into that. Maybe you're in Arizona or you're in Wyoming, and you have a fat clit. There's got to
1: be a city if you like per capita the yeah. most fat clits. Ooh. Now, just going off of Midwest cities that where people are a little uh, heavier, I'd say KC. Yeah, there might be some FCS out there. Absolutely. Um, now you're uh, you're doing stand up now full time. Yeah, which I is just great. quit my job. Nikki has been doing stand up for how long? Uh, Twelve years. Twelve years. I started years.
0: when I was seventeen.
1: I barely had an Adam's apple. That's what's crazy to me. The people that have started that young, because I thought about it, but just didn't have the wherewithal, and then the chutzpah to. to Go to the open mic and figure it out. Where did you uh, get the, um, I guess, the tools to, to start at 17? This is in New York. This is in New York City. Uh, luckily, I was gay,
0: so I was already in Guys and Dolls and the Sound of Music. and, and so in a you had stage uh, experience. experience. Yeah, I was in a hosen and I was taking shots. <laughs> I actually was in the cl- Sound of Music, and I was drinking with my friends in high school, and I fell up the mountain in front of the entire school because well, I missed we, the step. You so, were you were the uh, original Joe Biden. Yeah, the Nazis didn't even have to get us at the end of the play. That's I so got funny. myself. So I, I was on a cruise ship and I was 17 and I was with a couple friends from high school and there was just an open mic because cruise ships are cheap now. Yeah. They crowdsource the entertainment. Yeah. Gone are the days where they have an orchestra. Yeah. They're
1: like, no, you bring the entertainment. They used to have full bands and just what? the Yeah. So like cruise was, entertainment used to be more prestigious. More prestigious, and now now it's Jack shows, Jr. <laughs> we love you, Jack. Who we love. But we love. And, and, but, but you know, it used to be Dean Martin, and now it's Jack Jr. So.
0: But it's a big theater, and Jack's hair is so big, like a chia pet. So yeah. That's so a good they can thing. only
1: sell half the tickets <laughs> because Jack's fucking giant Don King. The Mexican Don King. Armenian <laughs> Don King. I always think Jack's me- – well, Jack – no, isn't Jack part Mexican? He's part Mexican, part
0: Armenian. Armenian. Yeah. yeah. And I would love to go to the Glendale Galleria with him because you know that's where I love to shop. But what's great about <laughs> Jack's hair is he could be performing in the theater and you could see it from the Lido deck. Hell so yeah. It's something He's leaning everybody. into it too.
1: I will say this. He yeah. said he's booking more commercials because of it. People love that character-y looking do. Have you ever thought about just like, I don't know, dreads or shaving your head? Or- no.
0: There was a rumor I had a toupee. Um, people used to call me,
1: <laughs> Oh no, who started it? My
0: mom, my mom used to tell me my hair looked. good. Like, she used to call me velvet head as, as a boy because Jesus. my hair was like, yeah, I've been through it. I don't want to cry this early into the, <laughs> to the podcast, Adam. I'm first of all, I'm so excited to be here. You have so great. many big guests and I'm, You're I'm jumping right I'm, in. I'm jumping right in. So um, I did stand up on the cruise ship and everybody was really horrible. And my friends were like, you have to go up there. And I was like, I didn't have anything prepared. And I just went up and, you know, did my crowd work and worked the room and I, Murdered, but I was so embarrassed. I was like, I can't go up there. I'm so shy. But I had no problem singing "Every Time" by Britney Spears at karaoke date. and I wasn't very good. I took me. I thought I wanted to be a singer, and I was one of those people that were like, "Let me sing for you." La, 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 la. And oh, I Oh, so I was you really offered talented. it up. Yeah. but
1: were you backing it up? Barely. Yeah. So I thought I was better than I was. And we, it was hurtful. That's also you. You shouldn't be good at karaoke. No. You know, you want to be. A, you want to carry a tune and be fun and smile. It's almost like. You know, every time I was a backup uh, or ensemble in a musical, smile and look like you're having a good time, A, to, you know, just fit in, but also that lets, you know, everybody know, okay, you're probably not the best dancer, yeah. but you're having a good time, and that's all we ask for. We want to be entertained. So was this open mic night at the cruise? How mm-hmm. did you just, okay. Yeah, and I just went up. And your buddies, so your buddies knew something. They've been around you enough to know Nikki's the funny one. Yeah? Funny looking, but yeah. Were you funny with your friends, though? Yeah, always.
0: Fun- Being funny was always an escape for me because, you know, I grew up with a brother with special needs. Yes. Nobody really ever paid attention to me. So I – and I was surprised. Is that where it co- came from? Yeah. In the house, everybody was like I- – I was really like Harry Potter under the stairs in the cupboard. Everyone was like, be quiet. Just stand there. And then when I went out of the house, I was really wild. I was really suppressed.
1: Let's go back for a second. Sure. You grew up in what part? Staten Island. Staten Island, New York. Yeah. Who I'm else I'm not in the there? mafia.
0: Pete Davidson, Christine Aguilera – you know, all those people have HPV, the whole the whole nine yards. But I am from the part of Staten Island. That's very glamorous. It's it's not as people are like oh yeah, people are very mean on Staten, Staten Island. Staten Island is known for what? Drugs. Really? And the and mafia. Guineas and you know the, the dump, the Staten Island dump. Really. Which I think has affected my brain. <laughs> There's no question. I think the fumes have ma- a- a-
1: attributed to this. And your brother uh break down the special he's needs. black.
0: Yes, and his, break and his down wife. your brother. Yeah, your my, only brother. My my little brother Christian. He has spinal muscular atrophy. Um, he was wasn't supposed to live past two, and he lived. And what's crazy is both my parents have the gene, and it skipped me. So I, if I have children, will probably have
1: disability. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, they're going to no, get something. Spine <laughs> scratch. <muscular> <you. laughs> I was going to say, they're getting, they're getting something, anything. I hate anyway. being gay. I wish I was straight. It's so
0: much. R- pre- for real? To get on the dance floor at every wedding. It's really it's tiring. <laughs> Adam, I just want, I'm so lazy. I, I really am. So my brother has special needs. I'm very excited to be here, so I'm all over the place. No, this is great. Yeah, my brother's in a wheelchair. I still think he's faking it. And, you know, uh, it's just weird to me because I think that he wants to walk so bad. And my fantasy is I love to sit. And I think in some ways, the reverse
1: yeah. was meant. And my yeah. mom gets
0: very upset when, when you, I say that, but it's how I feel, so I'm gonna keep saying it.
1: What was it like growing up with him getting, so he got a lot of medical attention, clearly, yes. but a lot of attention from your folks Yeah, and the he neighborhood. Was dying, which
0: is so selfish. You know what I mean? He was in the ICU and I was just there trying to tap dance. Like, can somebody <laughs> just Look please? at me, I've got a, yeah. I have dreams of oh, going I to Radio I'm, City Musical. I, no I one cared. I, <laughs> Nobody. I guess I'm not in ragtime no. next weekend. Yeah. No. Nobody. Nobody came.
1: But uh, yeah, my parents really
0: want. I wasn't the child my parents wanted, well, and that's okay. But he was going to die at too. And he then was he, supposed so to. every
1: year, are you just waiting for him to die, or was there was there at some point did a corner turn and it was like, okay, I think he's going to ride this out. He's getting better. You know, I was hoping for more closet space
0: um, at the, <laughs> my early teens. No, my mom kept him alive. She put him in pool therapy. Like she really it was all my mom that he. Came to life. Well, stood alive, not really. Well, it came to life and stood alive. Yeah. Right there. But, yeah, he's very mean, very angry. Now, he goes through d- different phases. Like, he used to hang out with, like, the rapper Big Sean. And he got, like, a Make-A-Wish. The Make-A-Wish gave him a wish. Wow. And he got a cruise when we were a little kid. And then he got sick again, so he got another Make-A-Wish. And then they found out that they gave him a wish, so they took it back. The sec he retracted it, so he called Big Sean and... Told Big Sean what happened, and it somehow happened that they started hanging out and they came to my house and to shoot for an MTV special and he wouldn't let me stand in the shot. They made me stand in the kitchen. (laughs) And this was all happening in the next room. And you could see like a little bit of my ear. And like in the special, like he's telling like Big Sean, like, You're my big bro, you're my you're my bro. Like People are embarrassed and you're by You're just Adam. in the kitchen. I was in the kitchen eating rice balls. He's like,
1: whose gay ear is that sticking out? You're like, oh God. Is that what's is that gonna make it in the, the special? It looks
0: freshly shaved. <laughs> whose gay ear is in that shot? So that's the truth. And I sat in the kitchen and I listened and I, I can't I believe watching.
1: Make-A-Wish took their wish back. Yeah. Here's this. Is that wish. legal? Sit on this. Wait, so um, we'll keep that in. That so I think that is crazy. First of all, that his wish was Big Sean. They were like, for sure we can make this happen, right? Yeah. My wish was to be on MTV, so when am I going to get a wish? It'll never happen. Do you think Make-A-Wish ever gets wishes that that they're like, we can't do that? Or they're just like so confident in their rep that they're like, yeah. Like there's got to be a kid that's like, I would love to fuck a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, right? And they're like, you're six. Yeah. And he's like, I'm dying. And they're like, touche. <laughs> um, there's got to be so, or you know, they're like, maybe sh- you know, start with like school teacher. They're right. a little bit more uh, up for grabs. But, a preschool teacher. A pre- but, you know, somebody that's a little more, more uh, promiscuous and closer to your age. But I yeah. think that there's, there's probably there's probably something about you're broke, like having – I mean, I don't know. Like to, know, to, to be told you're going to die and then not, there's got to be – I would think you would get this sense of like, all right, every day, treat it as your last. The gratitude, the try to develop stronger relationships with your family – but also, I get, like you saying, that he's just angry because why is this happening to me, right? Right.
0: And I, everybody could drive, and, you know, I'm not even sure if he could touch his dick. You know, he can't really use his ha- arms, so that has to be frustrating. You told me
1: he had a girlfriend for a while, right? He, so he
0: was, um, you know... We don't have to talk no, about that. No, we yeah, will. No. No. Whatever you want. I think my brother was banging his home health aid and she was in a porn, and... I don't know if I get in trouble, but you know what? Let it fucking roll. This is a new year for me. And you know what? Get ready for this barn burner. Yeah, my brother's wow. home health aide who made me a quesadilla one night. She was in a porn and was known as Staten Island Slut Christine. And so I watched the porn. and I was horrified it was like clearly at like a a Motel 6 and they had like some job interview on you know like some hotel rooms have the little desk I was like where's the as a gay man I was like where's the production value (laughs) in here nobody thought to make a fucking storyboard I don't don't know if I could keep cursing so anyway Staten Island saw Christine and something was going on between them but nobody knew and he would of course never tell me I only knew because my little cousins told me but something weird was going on because she was married and the the husband was texting him, and then something happened that he called his mom, might call my mom. I'm sorry, his mom, my mom. Yeah, so I don't know, but I guess you know my brother's disabled, and he's probably getting more ass than me. So <laughs> that's, and he sits. I could stand. Is there so a- what? What does that say about me? <laughs> are you
1: guys though? As much as you, Josh, I feel like you guys I loved are. Him. Yeah, you're yeah. close. you will do anything could, for him.
0: I would do anything for him. I think he's take it or leave it on me, and I don't care. You know what I mean.
1: But but you give him like you know uh, leeway and benefit of the doubt to what to be a little if you're coming in glass half full and he's maybe a little snarky and whatever you're like I get it like horrible he
0: he's like we'll tell everybody like he'll be like oh that's my brother I know you thought that was my older sister like little shit like that you know he's at least he's, that's funny right I mean, it is funny yeah. it, it was and you know it's when I was heavier so I probably did <laughs> I probably had tater tot titties out that day I am Denise <laughs> uh, want a scissor. <laughs> Sorry. Like, sometimes I just have a lot of. <laughs> Sorry, going I said on. Do you want a sizzler <laughs> coupon. My when I say sizzler and sizzler, they blend together. Probably because of my back fat. <laughs> I've never been to a sizzler, but I love. You've buffets. never
1: be- Do no. you? Yeah,
0: yeah, when, yeah, if that they're done like right. your make a wish as you were it crying. Is. I've never been to a scissor, but I love buffets and I want to meet Jim Carrey. Please, this is my wish. Make a wish if you're listening. I know a lot of handicapped people. I could call, I'm sure somebody will die soon. I could call them and be like, <laughs> when things are, when things are, be their plus honest. one for
1: the make a wish? Yeah. Oh, wait, so you're saying you want to suggest a buffet for their make a wish and then you get to go along? That, or we could do your idea and just have a crazy
0: manifestation of time. Like, I want to sit on Lance Armstrong's lap on the way to Jupiter. Well, I don't even know if he's still alive. Is that alive. your guy? No, but I'm just, I'm assuming, just who's, your, who's your
1: guy, if you, a a man, gay or straight, that you're like, yo, okay. this is my, not even hall pass, you're just, you're like, man, if I had, they could see me on stage, and then we'd hop into a car and go have the night of our lives, like Robert Redford did with Demi Moore in A Decent Proposal. Yeah,
0: well, I will say, I don't tell guys that I'm a comedian, right? I come out of the closet as a comedian, which right. I think is more horrifying than being gay. <laughs> No, really, I, every guy I date, some guy told me they thought I worked for the FBI, because I, I, I don't want people, you know, I, I like an even playing field, and you know, when you work at fucking accounting at, you know, at H&R Block, you know, there's a, whatever, anyway, I, I don't know if you're listening, I love, Justin Bieber because and here's the thing, he's really starting to lose his hair. And when somebody really hot starts to lose their looks, that's when I could swoop in. That's my and I have the memories. You know what I mean? Because there's that memories? the memories oh, of they what they the look Oh, the memories.
1: I was like, so like uh, we get it. You've got food titties.
0: That too. No, not anymore. They're great. They're no, back to good. normal. you can go. good. you No, I'm getting No more cheesy gordita crunches at 3 a.m. So Justin <laughs> Everything Bieber. Everything in moderation, though. Right? So I love Justin Bieber because I, I believe he's a tattooed angel. And, uh, you know, he's religious now. I heard he prays at parties. Okay. And I'll bring my rosary beads. I don't give a shit. I um, but so but
1: your but his attractive qualities are yes. what the talent the yeah. just you, like guy wise this yeah. is your type. and
0: usually I don't go for I like bigger guys and I think if guys maybe he's a diabetic or 400 pounds it's harder for them to run if they need to and they don't like to you know I'm not worried he's cheating on me I'm like he can barely get out of bed in the morning and that makes me feel secure. <laughs> so have just, you had long relationships in the past? I'm so picky and yeah. Adam I go for looks and I, I'm in complete fantasy about who the people are. And then when they become real to me, you know, I'm like, look, look at those dirty fingernails. Look at they look up the, look at him lick the plate at oh. this restaurant. And I'm like, you know what? Who is that? I would rather – you don't even want to. I have so – I went on one date that just – this guy smelled of Tostito salsa. Have you had it? Just it distinct Jesus. smell?
1: How long was it sitting out?
0: But I go for looks and he was so hot. But that's the reality. I'm like, can I date somebody who is going to smell?
1: So wait, so he looked great but then just – see, that's odd that that doesn't match up. I feel like if you uh, – you know – Present yourself well, that the smell should coincide, right? No. I don't
0: I don't know. And look at the have, plate. Listen, I love people who are in love. I think it's incredible. I hope I figure it out someday, but I'm very skeptical. You know, I like space. I'm somebody that you know, I'm somebody that, I like being around people, but I'm private in a way, and I don't yeah. like, and, you it's know. It's a lot to let
1: somebody in. If and you're gonna and
0: snore in my ear, I'll, I'll ja- I will I will drop kick you. <laughs> I just, I have enough problems. I need eight hours, and I'm moody as it is. Yes. So if you think that you're gonna fuck up my sleep.
1: Trust me, yeah. So,
0: you know, and it's one of those things that, when I moved out here, I really thought I was gorgeous. Like, in a way, like George Clooney. And I used to, when I first moved out here, I said, I'm gonna sit at the bar, and people are gonna line up <laughs> to talk to me. And did I tell you, that not wrong, one person looked at me. You know who just spoke to me? The bartender you said are you closing your tab and that was my first so I, I Adam myself I wasn't really in reality about who I was I thought I was like George Clooney I look you know kind of like Ralph Macchio people think that no, I'm you're a good looking kid you're a good looking kid but I'm not enough. as good looking as I thought I was and that was painful and people who are wow. really good looking looks fade and you have this attachment to who to people are attached to how you look, but those looks go away. Yeah. And then a lot of people look at these people in their 40s or 50s. They're starting to get ugly. Yeah. And they're not as hot as they were. Yeah. People treat them different. So really beautiful people suffer. And they usually die young.
1: Are you? By- <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> we'll keep it right here. I think uh, there's so many uh, ways uh, I want to go with this conversation. I want to know a little bit more about, though, your dynamic at home and yeah. how that contributed to you being a comedian. Yeah. Because I feel like... You know, me, single mom, fat kid, sister's crazy. There was a lot of chaos. So comedy, I, like you said, like you did it out of need because you were like, I wasn't getting any attention. And uh, I feel a little bit of that because my sister was getting a lot of the attention from my mom or.
0: Who's an angel, by the way?
1: My sister? I oh, love yeah. Now she's sister. great. Yeah. Now, yeah. Big, we huge fan. Not even big. Yeah. Natalie, if you're listening, miss you. She adores you. Well, you and you'll be up in Seattle with me. June 17th at the Tripador, Nick will be opening for me. June Tickets 17th. On, Tickets Ticket on sale now. Uh first one's almost sold out, so let's add a second one. Um but she uh yeah, she's great. When we, when we were younger, we used to fight a lot, you know, she'd make fun of me for being a fat kid and having bigger tits than our mom. She's adopted, so I'd be like, you mean my mom? And so uh um, uh but now <laughs> she sure she loved that. She loved it. She's an angel. Um but she definitely, you know, that's probably where a little bit of my I don't know if it was need for attention, but just needing to, you know, starting to, well, probably, yeah, need for attention, whether it was, you know, on the bus making buddies laugh or at school. So when did you feel like, like, what did you see com- uh, comedy wise? Maybe TV movies that got you excited about maybe pursuing that as a passion? And then uh, at what age do you feel like you were like, oh, I really like this. I kind of want to go for it?
0: The first time I did stand up, it was instantaneous.
1: So at 17? 17. 17. On that I never
0: show. thought I wanted to do it. People used to say to me as a kid, you should be a comedian. At what
1: age did people start saying you should do it?
0: Like, probably like 13, 14, 15. And I was wow. offended. I was like, are they calling me ugly? I Just because I, I, you know. I just pictured Jerry Seinfeld in this big jacket from Burlington just standing up there and be like ha ah. ha ha. And I was like is that what people I thought I was really hot. Totally. So I was shocked. Wow. And then with the first time that I did it my whole life changed. And now, you know, at first I had this horrible my parents bedroom is right next to mine growing up and I really heard a lot of things that were not great. So that was one of the first things Sexual I talked noises about. Or fights. I heard I know, I know. And and a normal person would say nothing. The next morning on the way to school, I said, said, it is sick and wrong when you have children in this house to be behaving like that. I hope that never happens again. And I went into Dunkin' Donuts because I'm from New York. And I got a text from my mom that was meant to be from my dad that said Nicholas thought that the ceiling was coming down on him last night. We have to find a new spot. So I put that in my stand up right away. We have to
1: find a new spot. Yeah, I
0: know. Like they're like they're banging on some
1: Were they doing on top of your bunk bed? I know, I oh. hope not. Please. <laughs> I don't I don't even wanna please. The sounds that I heard You'll never unhear them by the this, way. Never. You even you even had the rhythm still um, in your Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm musical in that way. So <laughs> I put that in my stand up right away and they were, nobody nobody ever really believed in me in anything uh, and they are like, don't, do not put us in your act. Like we do not wanna be included. Like nobody really believed in me and now that, you know, I'm not where I wanna be but I'm making a little bit of money, it's funny to see how the tables turn because now everyone's like, how much money are you getting for this? How much money are you getting for that? So I'm gonna get Dina Lohan, no doubt. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, exactly what happened to Britney Spears, I'll probably die, but something
1: like... What, that, help out the folks, you mean?
0: I, no, I think that they're going to take all my money and, oh my and rub God. me out. I'll, I'm going to be like LaToya Jackson performing in Schenectady for God 50 bucks. God forbid
1: you be anything like and, LaToya Jackson. I, I'm starting to look like her. <laughs> love you, LaToya. You're great looking. <laughs> and I made we that happen. love comment. you. Come on the pod. Yeah, please. Wait, so, uh, so... I'm just
0: here for one episode, Adam. So the when there was no
1: support from no, the fam?
0: Nobody ever supported me. Because they didn't they think you were funny musicals, or because they were just like... I, I was, you know... Th- no, they, they knew I was funny... I, you know, I wasn't the child that they wanted. They didn't want me to be in arts. Like, they want – my dad's an architect. They want me to be an architect. But every Lego <laughs> – I could barely get the Legos down. I was like, I don't think I should be trusted to design buildings that <laughs> yeah. people get in. But I didn't care. Like, even when I came like they were so afraid that I was going to be gay. Like, and I remember a conversation. Uh, oh, my God, my poor dad. But I remember him saying, you know, I think being gay is genetic. These people that are gay – It's in the blood. And I'm like, you're going to regret saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I would have went record. So I came out in spite because I knew. I was like in high school, like I really came into my own. Like she wouldn't let me audition for LaGuardia Art School because she didn't trust me in the city. I was fun. I'm still fun, but like in a good way. I've always been an exceptional student, but I like to party and drink. Let me
1: say this. You are – you're how old now right now? I just turned 30. And you're you're very – as long as I've known you, which I think is what maybe three years now, you you're very 100 percent you all the time. Like you're authentic, you're real, you're present, you're humble, you work hard, you don't want to step on toes, you you want to be, you know, you're you're now I think even finding uh, more of the healthier balance between like being assertive and being annoying. Do you know what I'm saying? Where you're <laughs> being, you know, which is a tough thing out here that everybody yeah. struggles with. Where it's like when you got to be active, yeah. but you don't want to overstep toes or boundaries but you want to you have to be proactive um and i think you do a great job of that so but i feel like what i'm getting at is that you've been this nikki paris since you were in high school yeah oh wait, like I've people are person. drawn to you Always. your life for the party you're fun you're nice to everyone you're not talking shit right there's yeah so so they don't know the side of you or what
0: i think that they didn't really embrace it yeah. more and i had to take it into my own like you know uh, but I really, I'd love to tell you the story. It's a very quick one about how when I came out, I, I so I cut school to go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade and I was in Peter Pan, which is something every straight person says. <laughs> and I had a leading role and I was wasted. I smoked pot with a homeless person for the first time in Central Park. Like, it was a great day. But I, I am, you know, I'm a Capricorn, not that I believe in all
1: that shit, so I'm a worker. I'm a very hard worker. <laughs> I Like, that's such a fun thing. Like to know what you are. And sometimes every now and then, if somebody says something that l- aligns with the Capricorn ideals, yeah. you're like, all right, maybe this is, yeah. but I don't believe in it. But you know what you are still. Just in case something does line up the way you want, you're like, all right, it's probably because I'm a Capricorn. If
0: I could use it as a kickstand, yeah. I will. <laughs> Whatever I need, Adam, I'm above nothing at this point. Wait, in my real life. quick,
1: who are you and Peter Pan?
0: I was, so I want to be Peter, and I, you know, I had the physique at the time. <laughs> Worse, I was the brother with the top hat. So, uh, it, yeah, so basically I cut school, I, we were really lit, but we were all fun, and I don't know why, we had dress rehearsal at five o'clock, and we went back, wasted. So, to school, you know, and the assistant principal was there that day. She was like, I'm not gonna tell your parents how drunk you guys are, but I am gonna tell them that you're cutting school. And my mom is like very, my mom is like, a little Amish girl growing up, she was so behaved and so perfect. So she was like, "You're out of the play the night before." And I, she was like, "You're not." In the-. She was, "I'm not sending you to school to be in Peter Pan. I'm sending you to school to get an education. You're out of the show." So I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "The I night was before." So the night before, which and the principal of the school was like, please, like, don't do this to not only him, don't do this to, li- to like school. to the school. She was like, I don't care. She's
1: like, I'm the understudy. I don't know any of the lines.
0: <laughs> Never I let have, him. have an underbite. No, yeah, not even so, I was I was so upset, and I was like, how am I gonna get them back? I'm gonna come out. So she did pull you out. Yeah, I wasn't in, in the show. And the worst part, the girl who played the kangaroo couldn't see out of the mask, fell off the stage, broke both of her legs, and had to carry out on her stretcher. And I missed it. And that was a memory that I wanted to play <sighs> at the last moments of my life when it all when I get the, the highlight reel. <laughs> Who played is it Jonathan with a top hat? Michael. Michael. Who yeah. played Michael? Uh, but another guy in the show. Congratulations. Where's that kid? Yeah, <laughs> he's one of my best friends. He's great actually. Really? But, yeah, he stepped in and yeah. And so I came out and they were shocked, which I thought was so funny. I used to sing and dance up to Britney Spears. Like I used to lay down vocals to Woman Eyes man, and be like, you know, that's a song about a girl singing about a man, right? And I'm like, yeah, and someday I'm gonna fuck men. <laughs> But nobody wanted to hear it. And I've been suppressed for so long. Can I tell you, this is such a crazy year in my life. because, And even, you know, I love your sweet wife, our little Mandy. And I was telling her, like, you know, I'm starting to date. I've never really had a boyfriend. I've worked all these years. I really am like a middle school girl that just got her braces off. And she's. I've never really, like, lived until, like, wow. recently. So I... I don't have a lot of experience with this a lot of things. And this is going to be scared. a big year for you. It's scary. You're taking I have on a this lot. this power that I've never had, and I have this freedom.
1: You're doing stand-up full-time now. Doing
0: stand-up full-time, and I just don't want to wind up in Passages Malibu. And, you know, you I don't won't. even do drugs, but maybe I'll pick it
1: up if, if it seems right. You don't strike me as the guy that's going to go to no, rehab. No, because you've seen me stoned, and I get very quiet in the yeah, corner. Yeah, and that's about it. You also don't strike me as someone that needs more than pot and some booze yeah. to have a good time. No, I need. And you, know, you don't I need any of it to have a good time. All I need is a
0: you know that game Twister, which I oh, yeah. heard on the way here? Nobody's buying Twister anymore. Nobody's buying Twister. Since the pandemic, they say.
1: Let me ask you this, though. If you went to a party and everyone's yeah. like on Molly and they like, they pull Twister out, are you, are you engaging? Or do you have to like audition the room and go like, all right, let me make sure like people are fun here. No one's going to pull like, you know, right hand dick and like, you know, do a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or like left foot, you know. Yeah. It depends on what they look like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sexy <laughs> no, twister know. can be fun. I'm just
0: kidding. Don't do Molly Molly. is very bad for your brain. And uh, yeah, I that's knew my a kid advice. In, I
1: knew a kid in high school who told me that uh, they had a party. I was a freshman there, um, a senior. Uh, and there was the, some uh, naked twister people busted out at this high school party. Naked twister. Crazy. Yeah. No, people that yeah. also just seems like you're not in some of the most, at least for a dude, attractive positions. Yeah. I don't no.
0: Know. no, right, exactly. Like, like the like, girls might
1: be bending over and looking sexy, but like a guy doing like I don't know, like everything's no, just so nothing's true. falling in the right way. It
0: looks like you're rock climbing, it's dick sporting goods. <laughs> yeah. Like your arm is up, your elbow is here, your testicles <laughs> yeah. behind
1: your foot. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah.
0: no, it's not good. Like,
1: is my foot on the green spot? You're like, I mean, I don't know, man. I can see a yeah. Naked twister. I mean these no, boy, kids no. today. I mean, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So have you ever played Twister? Oh yeah, not for a, not for a minute. Probably, yeah, Same. God, probably middle school was the last time. But I'm not. Uh, I played Monopoly recently. The board games. I think board games got replaced for me with like probably just scrolling on TikTok and YouTube videos when I'm stoned, right? It's Card classic. games. I like dice. Amanda's folks introduced me like dice games. Did you guys do any of that stuff as a family? Family dinners. Family.
0: No, we just cried. Yeah,
1: that was really it. No, we spent a lot of time together. You
0: know, but they. They weren't big drinkers. I just a lot of weird quotes. My my mom's always like, "Think with your head, not your penis." Like just weird quotes like that. You make your bed. And you'll never drink to get drunk. I was like, "Why am I drinking then?" I'll, I'll drink Lipton tea yeah. if I'm not
1: gonna drink to yeah. get drunk. Yeah. So you came out for spite. They pulled you yeah. out of the play, and that was devastating.
0: Yeah, I was truly so upset. the first.
1: You think that was like your first real like life disappointment. and No,
0: like shit. <laughs> absolutely not.
1: But I was it, 10 years in. I had experience. But you were furious at them for doing that. Yeah. I was like, how dare you? And uh, so I'm coming out in spite and spite. Now I know that it is a thing in um, uh, uh, being a gay man to uh, the timing of when to come out, young right? Young man. What's that? I said young man. <laughs> Uh, a yeah, uh, I I young man. No, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Please put the young in front. I just the, turned 30. Yeah. Don't get me on No, no. no I'm saying when before. you were
1: when you realized you were uh, gay. Gay. George's jungle. To come out. Like I have a buddy yeah. in uh, college that said I think he maybe knew around like 16, 17. Didn't until almost senior college because of the family stuff and just his own fear. And that to me was so heartbreaking because it was like what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You know, you did it out of spite, but like there's probably a. I, there, I, I don't know. How, what do you think was uh, changed in your life doing it then versus do you think you would have held out and done it uh, years later? Like were you afraid to or was it just so?
0: You know what? I wanted to hurt them <laughs> and wow. this was my chance. So it wasn't about you. No, because I was ready. I life. was ready. You know, I, I had a boyfriend. Oh, so everybody knew. Everybody knew but them, which is they were just so in denial. You know, people so you bring a guy in and be like, "We're gonna go." Um, people used to like, "What's wrong with your son?" And they'd be like, "Oh, he. I think he wants to be a dancer." They'd be like, "No, the one in the wheelchair." You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was, it was hard. But I, you know, I'm, at this point in my life, and at that point, either I'm the same person. I was like, "This is who I am. Take it how you want it. I don't care." I, this is who I am. This is how God made me, for better or worse. No shit. I w- in my next life, I'm going to be a mute. I've spoken to you. I'm going to be <laughs> Amish and sell berries at the fair. I'm not going to be in this business with all these fucking
1: people. You would be a great people. carnival salesman. You're a good salesman in general. I could be a bearded lady at we the were, carnival. Oh, my <laughs> God. The first bearded lady I ever saw, she worked at the gift shop at Temple Beth Am, at my temple in Seattle. I don't know if I just added her, because there was only one bearded lady that worked at the temple you shop. You know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> I never, I didn't know women... Could have. I don't know. Women could have beards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this wasn't like a little bit of neck hair. This was a full on. She looked like Jeff Bridges from Crazy Heart. (laughs) Um, Harry. Hey, guys, Adam Ray here. Hope you're enjoying this special episode of the About Last Night podcast. Checking in with you because it's a new year. You've got new goals, and Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. I know you're like me. You want to save time. You want to make sure you have all the right energy to tackle the day-to-day and hit everything on your to-do list. And when you do that, you need energy. You need to be locked in, dialed in, and prepped for the day. So hit up Factors because they've got ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to door. When you get Factor, you not only skip the trip to the grocery store, which is exhausting and, you know, great people watching, but there's some freaks out there lately that make you question your decisions and where you shop, so skip all that BS. Skip the chopping, the prepping, and the cleaning up, too, because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to go in just two minutes. So all you got to do is heat up and enjoy. Truly, whatever lifestyle you're living, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan-plus-veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. All these meals are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, and they all have the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try, which is awesome because you get to mix it up. Nobody likes the same old food day after day. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Well, factors the move, man. We started getting down with them a few months ago, and it's been not only the uh, the cheapest, uh, most affordable route as far as trying to get food going, but um, it's better than takeout, and the meals are quicker than restaurant delivery. They're ready for you in two minutes. So get Factor right now and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Achieve and maintain your goals this year with Factor. Get America's number one ready to eat meal kit and start saving time eating well and living your best in 2023. I know this sounds too good to be true, but it's not. So head over right now to factormeals.com slash about 60 and use promo code about 60 to get 60% off your first box. That's incredible. Nobody else offers that. That's promo code about 60 at factormeals.com slash about 60, promo code about 60 to get 60% off your first box. Do it, love it, live it. Let's get back to the episode. Do you remember your first, um, your first like, in high school, aside from the cruise ship, your first, like, Oh, I am going to try stand-up when I um, – uh, so the cruise ship was at was 17. 17. So then when was the next time you did stand-up after that?
0: <laughs> a month later. I I, th- I took a month to, like, write and actually write because I didn't have an act. with the first time I did it, I just made fun of people. And then a month later, I did a comedy contest in New York and I won. $20 I was rich and then I was like maybe I have something here and then I, I was a kid and I was completely in fantasy I was like I'll probably have a special by the end of the year I was completely you know and I the delusion fuels Caroline's us. and I had a bomb and earned my stripes and I used to work at comedy clubs where I would uh, sell tickets for five hours get five minutes of stage time in the freezing cold from Times Square And it's Barking is what they call the it bar- I never had a bark but I did work the ticket booth so okay, people gotcha. would tell people Tina Fey is performing here tonight and then they'd come to the comedy club and realize that <laughs> Tina Fey doesn't even do stand up <laughs> And I was the 19-year-old kid who they would scream at. And I was told that Tina Fey was going to be here tonight. I said, well, I have bad news. Tina Fey doesn't even do stand-up. And I'm 19, okay? Get in the fucking showroom and shut the fuck up. And that was my, I stepped in human shit. They, some guy got his, was, he had something wrong with him. But don't we all? I'm, I give people so much credit for disabilities because yeah. of my upbringing. I was gonna say, you I seem excuses very- I make for people.
1: You're, you're empathetic towards everyone's bullshit, yeah? And I really am trying not, to, I'm, trying
0: not I'm trying not to be as much. No, no, no much. you have
1: a good balance of being uh, the right amount of judgmental, but it to me it feels like for comedy's sake. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I try, Adam. Yeah.
0: I was a volunteer at the emergency room at Cedar Sinai for yeah. a little bit. People would go, oh, these homeless people, ask, because they know you get free meals. So they'd come in. I want a tuna casserole. I don't want the ham. And it was 6 a.m. I only have like four. I said, you know what? This isn't Cantor's. This is the emergency room at Cedar Sinai. We have tuna salad. Take the sandwich and go outside. Jesus. <sighs> sorry, I really got. I, I'm getting so worked up that I'm. I have the underboob sweat. Anyway. Wait. So, so okay.
1: So so you win the competition. Yes. I'm sorry, Adam. New York is a great place to start too, yeah. because stage time there's no shortage of it. Yeah, even if you are in the open mic stages, you there's a lot of um, you know bar shows and and a lot of the clubs have open mics. So did you just kind of go what after school I'm gonna then do this at night or was your? So I used to work full time in the music
0: industry. So I would drive from college. Uh, I'd work in New Jersey, like by PNC Arts Center, which is like 45 minutes out of. Manhattan and I would drive every day after work and go right into the city and I just remember I'd have to put my car in park and I'd like sleep in traffic at the at the tunnel wow because I was like I'm falling asleep and I never worked a full-time job before and I just spent years. But you know what, Adam? Even though those years – I've always been a great performer. But I really had to step it up in terms of the writing and the jokes. And that's something that I really had to work on and apply my – and I still don't think I'm there. But I, I, you know, from when I first started, I got by a lot on charisma. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hold my own with all big people. And I was a kid. But I never really, really stepped it up until I moved to L.A. And I felt like I was in this – constant, like I wasn't who I wanted to be, and I, I had so many friends, and all these things that were holding me back, and I was like, I'm just gonna put myself in a sink or swim. Didn't know anybody, I was like homeless for a week, the only homeless person you know with a Gucci bag walking down the
1: road. Wait, what was holding you back?
0: I think I think it's just a weird thing of not being embraced, that there was a fear of taking the jump that I always, it's, I could champion other people, but I never could really champion myself, and I had to separate myself and talk to myself, like, no, Nick, like, You know, that's what it takes for me because there's a part of me that's underneath it all very lazy. Sure. And loves to drool. Sure. And, you know, (laughs) eat and just sit there like a stroke victim. For
1: everybody. But that's not who
0: I am in this life. I can't be that way in this life. And my next life, I'm doing nothing. I'm going to go to medieval times. That's going to be my big outing. I'm going to get fat and have skin tags and I'm going to be maybe happy. But that's not who I am in this life. I, and, People make fun of me when I say, I feel a connection to Queen Elizabeth. I I don't wanna hear that she's racist and all this bullshit about, leave her alone. She's 95, Queen Elizabeth never got to go to a bar and get finger blasted or anything. She never got to live. Read her book. Read her book. (laughs) And I feel what a sacrifice for the duty of the crown. And my comedy is my crown. And I have to be, you know.
1: Was moving to LA scary? Oh, 100%. So you do enough shows, you graduate high school, you got your job. Yeah. You've now you've you've got enough in you to where you're like, stand up is going to be a career that I pursue. A hundred percent. But I know that very I very early on
0: I started getting booked. Thank Jesus Christ on His cross. Very like one or two years, I was like, people just you know. And who in your asleep. and
1: you're getting, uh, you're you're meeting Spots. other comics. People are like giving you compliments. Starting to get passed
0: in the New York rooms, right? And, you and then know,
1: who tells you to move to LA or was this your
0: choice? I was coming out here for work, and um, oh God. I had this straight guy that was in love with me and he was ruining my life, and I really had to get away from him. He was ruining my life, and I was very, I was so, you know what the sickest part is? I was so attracted to him because he looked like me. <laughs> but more, and in some sick, when people tell me, fuck you, I take that as a compliment. And there was some, I, I was like, that's a challenge. <laughs> and I was so in love. He was an older, more successful, who I guess I wanted to be in a way. Yeah.
1: But he was people you always though we
0: looked, exactly. And I, I had this turn-on. You want to see
1: what it would be like to be with you in 10 years.
0: You're right. That's fine. <laughs> and I had – when you have a t- I talk a lot about turn-ons. People have turn-ons with people, but it's a fantasy because maybe it's looks. And then you're not really committed to who the person really is. It's this fantasy turn-on thing you having because you're attracted to the person. So I had to get away from him, and I did. And I turned my life around. And So we could thank him in a way yeah. for being so, yeah, uh, I do. you know, yeah. abrasive. I, yeah, for sure. And um, You come to here with nothing,
1: you know nobody. Nothing,
0: I knew nobody and the first time, actually when I saw you here at the Comedy Store, one of the first times I ever came to LA, the first time I ever came here, you were on one of the shows and you were amazing, of course, and I saw all these people and I was performing and I was like, oh my god, it was, it was so intimidating. Yeah, and then, it is. And then you see the bodies here and this one talk about witchcraft and yeah. I'm from Seattle, New York. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> get a, get away from the cauldron and <laughs> open a book, all right, you delusional morons. I. Sorry, I know there's witches. I Please don't put a spell on no. me. I've been through enough. Yeah. I can't handle it anymore.
1: You met a, someone who was into witchcraft that year? Yeah,
0: but the whole thing. How did that come up? And I said, hey, people just want to tell you. I, yeah. I don't ask, listen, you could go home and fuck llamas. I don't care. <laughs> I have my own problems. You, you heard me say this before. Yeah. I can't, I, there's only so much one person could handle. Yeah. You do it, please. So, some girl, one of the first friends I met out here, and she was just like really into all this stuff. And I, I made the mistake of telling my mom. My mom was like, "Stay away from her." <laughs>
1: <laughs> the best advice you probably ever yeah. given you.
0: She's like, "Stay away from people like that." So, you know, but it's been it's
1: been a very interesting road. How did you when you first get to LA? Because I think people should acknowledge the moving here. I always have so much uh, respect for people that take the leap because. Especially when you don't know anybody here and you're trying to really start build something out of nothing. Even though I went to school here and then uh, and then you know, graduated and stayed here, I still college was so different from L.A. to me. I didn't feel like I was in L.A. I was in college, and then I'm starting over basically. But even to come here for college, I felt like was a big deal because I had easy opportunities to stay close to home or um, and just kind of go that route. But to come here and really give it a go and not have a timetable for it and know that it's probably innately, right? Like you don't know how long it's going to take or what it's going to take, but you know that you're staying here, right? Or did you have any thought of like, all right, I'll move back in five years? No, I knew I was staying at least out
0: here for at least a year. And to be honest with you, Adam, it, I I was a boy and I, I moved out here a boy and it made me a man. Whoa. I never lived like I lived in a bubble and I was still in fantasy because I, although I couldn't put myself ahead, I was like, some, I'm sure somebody will discover me. I'm sure, sure I'll just be leaving a drive-thru. Yes. And
1: somebody will be like, oh. <laughs> By the way, those thoughts are not impossible. I had those thoughts. Only yeah. because you hear enough about, and you need that delusional confidence to get out here and to kind of sustain yourself for a little bit. And I didn't but, have it, but I had that maybe. Sure. It's 1%. Oh, man. Maybe. If you have a 1% maybe, that you're yeah. like, I could go to that Starbucks. Spielberg could be there or yeah. his assistant. I like up They'll see cake the way Oreos. that I punch in the coat for the bathroom <laughs> and be like, that guy could be a finger model, and then here we go. Thanks. My first agency I went in, the guy was called Alvarado Ray Agency, and they thought I was Cuban. I was I think I was tan at the point. And, uh, and he brings me in, he introduced me to all the agents, and then he goes, you gotta meet our hand model department. I go, please, no. I bite all my fingernails, I've jammed four out of my <laughs> 10 fingers from playing basketball. These fucking ET has better fingers than I do. And so he goes like that's funny. That's funny. We gotta get you in the comedy department. And then and so uh uh so I walk in and the guy is the uh on the phone, the hand model agent. And so he's busy and he goes, on like that. And then the agent goes, This is Adam Ray, a new client. You gotta see his hands. I go, please don't do this. And then he goes, So the guy goes, like this. And he makes me put my, I felt like this like weird casting couch for fingers type situation where it was like, I was like, please don't. Like I was, I'm new to Hollywood, be gentle. And I like put my hand down like this and on the phone, he just goes. Shakes no. his head with a disgusting face and goes, uh, didn't make the uh sound because he was on the phone. Right. But did that. You felt it. And I literally just like curled my hands back up like the Wicked Wicks of the West's shoes from under the house. <laughs> I just curled them up and then I like put them back in my pocket being like, sorry guys. Like, you know, I'll lotion you up when we get home and fucking try to stop biting the nail. I don't <laughs> yes. know, you know, and put him in my pocket. And then I just looked at the guy. I go, I go, I wish you hadn't have done that. And he was like, ah, it's fine. And I and I was with them maybe another two months. I think I went on an audition for a Pepsi commercial and then and didn't, didn't get it. But they told me I got it. And then I, like, went to the place to shoot it and, like, no, I was not they, cast. Yeah.
0: You're, like, actually, you're Coca-Cola. You're across the street. Yeah, this
1: place was all over the place. I did one Verizon uh, employee training video. That was the first thing I ever shot. My mom was so proud of me. And I sent it to her and it was just it was me. It was just me. I had, I think it was like a five hour shoot and I had 19 soliloquies. I'd, stay, I'd open up, and be like, if you're watching this, you probably just got hired at Verizon. Hey guys, my name's Drew. <clears throat> and I'm gonna show you about everything to do and not do here at the Verizon. I wish I still had the script. And so I would do 10 minutes to camera and then I walk over, let's check on Jill and see how she's doing with the customers. And Jill would be like, "And then, okay, have a good day. Jill, what's going on? Oh, just making some sales Adam. Cool Jill. Nice shirt by the way. I wasn't looking at your tits. So here at Verizon you know and then it was just another long monologue yeah and it was just like so much work and they told me I was gonna have a teleprompter so I memorized two out of like the 10. No teleprompter <gasps> so now I'm just like trying to quickly memorize all these things and keep forgetting them and they're getting frustrated and this guy who was like directing the fucking Verizon employee video was throwing scripts and like being like, do you not fucking know the lines? <laughs> like, I, I
0: thought it was, can you hear me I now? I was like, <laughs> I was supposed to be a hand
1: model. This is not the course. Yeah, I thought I was gonna hear me now. Anyway, flashbacks. It's, but they, it's
0: funny on the industry, like when I first got a commercial <laughs> agent, I was like, I'm sure they're gonna want me in a bathing suit. I should probably start dieting. <laughs> It's, I'm sure people are just going to want to take a quick yeah. glimpse of my sweet body. You just,
1: and when you don't dad, know anything, you create all these opportunities that yeah. are probably never going to – And guess
0: what came in? Dad, I get so many auditions for people's father. I just turned 30. And at first, like I was a newborn dad and I was like, okay, like fine. Put your ego aside. Recently I got an audition – me and my daughter have a podcast. I was like, this bitch. <laughs> I was like, this bitch. I was like, this bitch can talk. This bitch has. This bitch has developed enough of a personality that now she's a co-host on podcast. She has opinions about the world. That's how old you think? And I which am. What,
1: And is it? What's sadder? That it's your podcast that you started as a random dad, or that your kid asked you to do? But it yeah. might be just making fun of the dad. Like, what was the? Uh, they this? were
0: foreshadowing how bad my career could get. That I'm like, oh, how about my daughter who could barely color in the lines? I think she'd make a great co-host. So I was so offended but you know what
1: you are good on the mic though and that's now you need to talk about your talk show love and your your dream to because that ultimately i think is where right when people talk about what's the be all end all you know everybody always wants to know it's like you know you win the super bowl what are you doing next like you get out here cool now you're here what do you want to do stand up is now a full-time commitment you're great with uh red carpet interviews man on the street interviews you're You're great with people you're a great conversationalist you know, you make people, you meet people's, uh, you know, um, families, uh, new girlfriends in Vegas. You're sweet to them, even though, you know, when, you, when I fucking, <laughs> I'm not going to say the name of this person, we we're in Vegas, and my father-in-law uh, had a, a woman there, and she, I, Jack Jr. goes, hey, Adam L'Chaim, just trying to be like, hey, isn't this a Jew thing, right? And so I go, yeah, it means to life. And the gal that was at the table goes, ugh. And I go, what? And Nikki goes, she scoffed at L'Chaim. And I was like, what does that mean? I don't know, but it's a bad sign. And I, I spit like, out
0: my matzo bowl.
1: <laughs> Bad news yeah. bears, but so you made shit. you've made you make people comfortable. You make people feel. I think that's a great talk show quality, right? To You're be sweet. able to listen, but also be funny, but but keep it on the other person. When did you want to be a talk show host? And who were your first ones that you saw that you were like, that looks like a blast?
0: You know, stand up. I will say is my number one. I love going to attics and basements and screaming at people. There's nothing that brings me more joy, and but I. And top of all that, I just think just connecting with people, like I love talking to people. people. I do. Yeah. I I pretend I hate them, but underneath it all, I really do. I'll listen to your story about how your grandson has testicular cancer. Sure. Testicular cancer that happened to me. And I was like, any pics? And um, <laughs> <laughs> basically, no, but, you know, I love talking to people, and that's what I want the talk show to be about. And uh, my friend Tommy, who used to work for Ellen, is producing the talk show. It's going to be at Soho House in March, and now it's like a real legit operation. Like, this week, they were like, we're going to come to your house, and we're going to go through all your wardrobe and pick out the clothes. Whoa, I great. Was like, I'm hoping to have a, a different body in six weeks, so let's... Oh, so sounds to like sounds a, a, like,
1: a, what, a little... Pilot. We're going to
0: shoot it. It's going to be a whole thing. And I really want to get the audience involved because that's what I really do. Best. Not best, but I, it's something that I enjoy. So I think the way I'm going to do it, and I would we will talk, but it would be honored to have you involved in any way possible. We're going to have a celebrity guest on the show. Uh, it'll be maybe two comedians, like a round table. Maybe I'll start the conversation and we're gonna give uh underneath each sorry, underneath you. each seat. I'm kicking back like I'm at Bob's furniture.
1: I'm like <laughs> we're gonna give Do you try out the furniture when you go to these uh, I won't get up. Yeah.
0: They'll, they'll be like it's closing. We just pull down the gate, get the fuck out. And I'm like, I just want someone to hold me. Anyway, so uh so the talk show that in March, we're we're gonna get the audience involved. So like I think this is a great idea, and uh, basically, let's say we're interviewing Adam, and it's another comedian we're interviewing Adam. We're going to give one person in the audience that comes to the show, they're going to have a golden ticket underneath the chair, and they're going to get the opportunity to sit on the panel and be a part of the show, great. and I think that is such a great idea, because I have this vision of doing a talk show in New York someday, and I'm like, look at all these people that line up for, like, Regis and Kelly, and The Wendy Williams Show, and Sherry Shepard, and this and that. They'll wait outside for hours. Can you imagine getting the shot to actually be on TV? Brilliant. People would... I think yeah, you should Please have a comp- nobody steal this. This
1: is all I have. No. I, this is great. And you know, because the way that they do it is like, I yeah. just saw, I think it was Kelly Clarkson that they let the woman just throw to commercial break. Yeah. That's not fun. No. Who wants to read the, pr- hey, do my job. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Like, no. that was so lazy. That was like the equivalent of the grocery store self-checkout, <laughs> you know? And it was, so that, that is way more uh, organic and original and involving and gives them a chance to. That's, shit that, that's something that Oprah should have done, quite honestly. But she had so much, you know, right. there was between, you know, conjoined dwarves and, and fucking Tom Cruise couch <laughs> bopping. And gay for
0: pay porn stars. And gay stars. for pay porn
1: stars. Was that a real show she yeah. did? Yeah. I'm speaking from memory. Yeah. That one <laughs> so, really stood out to me. But there was, a, there was a true way to connect with the crowd that, like, even when, uh, you know, Nikki uh, was with me on um, uh, Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen show, and you see this small audience, they're all fired up to be there. It's like, man— any of those girls would have squirted all over themselves to get the opportunity to to be a, a guest bartender or to sit in the – I don't know, to like You're take right. a – like have one thing. And it's so easy. I
0: bought Sham Wow's just in case one of them got the chance So and funny. needed the mop.
1: The uh, the uh, amount of people I think that would also um, – it's also – you have to though be genuinely interested in people like you are. Yeah. I don't know if Ellen is or was – um, you know, I mean she she did it enough to where, you know, bring on human interest stories. So I guess I'll I'll meet myself halfway on that that she did it okay. But but every episode of the show, that's a great way to Um, let them know they're going to be a part of it. Yeah,
0: and you know, the first talk show I ever did, I I was, uh, Wendy Williams used to use different comedians for Man on the Street, and it was my first TV job ever. I was like 17, 18, around there. It was right when I finished college, and I got to write all my own jokes, and it was so exciting. And to, you know, I was on, you could have sneezed and missed me on the TV, but I still did it 20 times, and I remember my, Final in college, the teacher was like, you can't miss this final. I was like, I'm gonna be on the Wendy Williams show? Like, let's have some priorities. I will not be there. (laughs) If you wanna see me turn on Fox 5. (laughs) And, you know, but I I love, one of my favorite talk show hosts is Wendy Williams. Not only just because she gave me my first TV, technically, I used to go there. They'd be like, different topics of, like which celebrity couple I would literally go with, like 20 jokes so I was like just had so much stuff and I was so prepared that they literally used me like 19 times Wow! and then she started doing Percocets and the whole show fell off but yeah. I still love her and, and she like farted and fainted or something and queefed yeah. the whole thing I did too at home and uh, <laughs> but I love the real because I think that in this town there's so much BS that and there's so much politics and so many so much sick stuff that goes on behind the scenes that I think when somebody's real and organic and authentic mm. in the moment, it just I love real and in the moment. And I think that's the most fun things to watch. I don't know why I snap. Like I You're ready for a talk I show. Out a card? No, that
1: was yeah, it was like, very talk show of you. I feel like we would have cut the commercial after that. Now, do you um do you fantasize about like, do you have all the show elements already played out? Do you have Like, you know, if you were to give in tomorrow, like, your ideal show, you're going to shoot the Soho House pilot, proof of concept, whatever, but, like, is it going to be everything that you want in your initial, like, you know, uh, attempt?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I hope so. I mean, you'll let me know. I guess the audience will. But one thing that I I really would just like to have... Play to your strengths with it, right? Play to my strengths with it and and hear about real people. And people have so many problems and I love... I actually am very, very good at giving advice because most people are not in reality. Yeah. And I see things, I'm very much in reality about a lot of things and I wish I wasn't because it's very painful. Well,
1: you're very opinionated, but you're also very, uh, you know, uh, self-assured about your opinions. I I know
0: these girls, not very attractive, love them just the same, I can't... meet a man. I can't meet a man. I said, you need to go to Bakersfield. Get a football jersey. Go to a Buffalo Wild Wings. You'll meet a man. You need to leave the city. But nobody wants to hear that. But that's the reality. These girls in
1: In L.A., you're saying? L.A., some... Yeah. The guys out here in L.A. are what? Like, obviously, I met my wife in AZ, and then she came here. I can't... I don't know if I would... Yeah, out here, it's just tough. It's just a different... There's a different energy going on out here. A lot of. I mean, just you, got, you tr- also got to be putting yourself in positions. I feel like in comedy, Mo, you and Ali met how through com- Tinder. Yeah, yeah. But, I but mean you're also-
0: anybody, but a lot of people when they date, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but just a lot of people in terms of dating, they're not in reality about you know who they are. You know, maybe if you're on a first date, don't do three shots of tequila. You know, maybe your right. tongue gets a little lazy and hangs out of your mouth a little bit. <laughs> no one's gonna want to bang you like right. that. And you know, but people don't see that because yeah. in their head. They think they're perfect. Yeah, Uh,
1: yeah, and the Tinder, and it's like there are. I don't know what the. It's got to be that that I think the people that say like to like like how I, I don't know how active they're being when they're like I want to meet a man I want to or what they're doing or not doing or how much of it do you think if someone is, struggling to let's say going on you know Tinder dates all the time and never it's never working out like at some point you go you got to look in the mirror what are you doing on this on these first dates or Here's my
0: take and I'd love to talk to the Girl Scouts. I know that we spoke to a school with uh in Arizona we oh, spoke yeah. to
1: a school. We spoke at my wife's brother's uh 7th yeah, grade like uh, Ms. English Frizzle. class. Like Miss Frizzle.
0: That's what we do. Yeah, I, on our spirit. I time. was
1: just fucking scrambling and rambling and then I just was like, eh, "Nikki's gay." And they're like, "What?" And I was like, "Come up." And then yeah. no, and then Nikki came up and crushed it and made, "Oh my god, you made a joke. JoJo Siwa." The what kids a- were
0: I said she was a brat. She walked by me on a red carpet and in, uh, in a Gucci rainbow tracksuit, and I thought I had epilepsy, so I was afraid I was going to have a stroke. And she almost killed me. So JoJo, if you're listening, what was come the, on Adam show? What, <laughs> what
1: was the self-deprecating uh, fat joke you made? You said something, and it, what did you, And they didn't laugh. What was the joke I said was so funny? You go, oh, you said that the people. Somebody said, "What are the people in LA like?" And you go, oh, they're all they have eating disorders or so. You said something like something, that, remember?
0: Yeah, they were like, what, what, what would you tell yourself? Oh, no, what would you tell yourself if you could first move to LA? And yeah. do more sit-ups.
1: Yeah. And I really and do. And two of the teachers laughed, but all the yeah. kids were like, huh? Like, Yeah,
0: because <laughs> yeah, those kids, basically the balls haven't dropped yet. They're like, I can't relate. I don't even know how to read. Oh, yeah. Um, but what I will say in terms of girls, and if you're any single girls listening, here's my advice to you. and You got to put yourself in the position to feel the opportunity. If you're a girl, you get one or two friends and you find a nice spot. No pressure. Every Friday, 5 o'clock, let's meet here for happy hour. In a nice area where you could put yourself in a situation to meet a man. You're not going to meet a man grocery shopping or on Tinder. I don't want to hear it that you're single-life. If you're not trying to put yourself in the right situations, that's what it's about. If you really want to find love. Yeah. And I, people, you might be listening. I listened to the beginning of the show. Why don't you take your own advice? Because I don't want to. <laughs> and I don't want to. Because I don't – I don't. part of me wants to be in love But I really want to be alone underneath it all. Maybe. Who knows?
1: That is the – that right there, I don't know if it's that take, but that audio and that that verbatim is – whether it's the opening of the show or the – oh, man. I mean, I told you this from the moment I met you and you told me, like – and that's why I want to help you. Mentally. No, for whatever with this talk show I want because it's a no-brainer, right? I mean – like to hope, like you're just, oh, yeah. You. So now I'm just in trying to think of people really on the star studded side to, to put you in front of so that you can be you with them and then see them fall in love with you. And then there we go. Um, speaking of dating though, real quick, you did tell me, uh, yes. about a, um, yeah, I have yeah, I have,
0: you know, I go on a lot of bad dates. Um, uh, and I was on a date recently in the last month or so and, yes. uh, your wife was there, and the person that I was dating um, ate off her plate.
1: Right, and I want to see maybe if I can get her on the phone just to hear her uh, break down what um... – Hey, babe. Hello. You're on... Hey. You're on the podcast. Ooh. Hi. Hi baby, you? Yeah. So uh, Nikki was on a date the other night. You were there for the um... – <laughs> I just want to hear. So he he ate a sandwich, and the order was a little particular, no?
0: Amanda, did you want that sliver?
1: Of that hamburger
0: that 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 was left, there was about one sixteenth still on your plate, and I wanted to know if you wanted to brown bag it and take that crumb home before it was eaten. I was I was not going to save it, but Nikki, what do we he hear this? Uh, I feel bad. I know, yeah, but you know what? I I, I, th- I feel the same way, but at the same time, I'm like. Fuck. It's a new year. No, I you know what well, at this point in my life and I know I I I I'll pray on it. That's what I'll do, Catholic. So I'm going to go home and I'll just pray and Babe,
1: what do you what is the guy now that you've gotten to know Nikki so well and and, and adore his presence? What what do you think he the guy that he that that deserves Nikki should have what going on? Um
0: <laughs> That's what everybody Everyone's like I have to really think about this. So somebody owns a muzzle. no i just think that nikki really deserves somebody that just loves him to death and spoils him and cares about him more than anything and not that this guy wasn't that but you guys have only known each other for like a week so it's been three but yeah it felt like a week (laughs) i wasn't listening for the first two Mentally I was really
1: only present for a week. Now when he ordered I heard it was like extra like lettuce to oh make That's the extra stuff on a sandwich the order, the extra order can sometimes be a red flag to me. Like everything's if, a good If Amanda flag flag right out of the gate was was just like, hey, can can I get like, you know, can you toast one side of the bun and then bring the lettuce out but cut it into four squares? and then feed me two of them. Like, if it was real, you know what I'm saying? Then Here's
0: it- my thing. I never, I, was, I wasn't I was allowed to share food growing up. My mom was very much And you order this, you order this, don't tell. I don't know why. So I've tried to shake that when I grew up. But this date said to me, would you mind if I take a bite? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, sure. Take a little bite. I think he was going to be like a... He, I don't know how he didn't hit his esophagus with with the crust of the bread and start bleeding from the, I was in such fear. I needed visors. I thought I was going to lose part of my eye. It was like, you know when somebody saw something and all, I was in the Pinewood Derby with my Boy Scouts. And when we saw down that car, the wood flew everywhere. And that's, I was like, no.
1: (laughs) It was a a lot. Well, you're a great wing, uh, wing woman, babe. Amanda, I love you so much.
0: I try. We went to a house party that was not made to have as many people as it was. And uh, there was a rumor that the house might tip over. And I would love to be an amputee because I think it'll make my story more relatable. I will lose a leg, an arm, a testicle. I don't care. That's where I'm at in my life. Everybody's trans now. I'll cut my own dick off and sit on it. If that's what it takes, this is my year and no one's going to stop me. Please pray for me. As you can see, I'm really spiraling. I love you, babe. Mandy, we love Hi, you, love you bye. Okay, bye. so bye. much. Bye. Thanks for
1: having me on. Yeah, we mean. love you. What um, a whirlwind. F- um, if I could cut my own dick off on sit on it. I mean, that's going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> All right, we got to uh, wrap this up. Yes. Um, but before Adam, we do, I love you. Thank you for having do, me. We want to do uh, the James Lipton uh, inside the actor studio. Ten question questionnaire to get to know Nikki Paris just a little bit better. RIP to James. No doubt you would have been on the show. Uh, so I'm going to ask you we ten questions. We miss you, James. To uh, get to know Nikki uh, a little bit better. Here we go. Hello, welcome back to the show. I'm James Lipton. Nikki Paris, what is your favorite word? Cornucopia. What is your least favorite word? Soggy. Whoa! What turns you on? Quiet. What turns you off? Quiet. What? <laughs> what well, good answer. What is your favorite curse word? Clit. What sound or noise? Fuck. Yeah. Sorry. Click can be your favorite curse word. Fuck Fucklet? yeah. What sound or noise do you love?
0: Ooh, the, ooh, the sound of cattle corn and a pop at a, at a farmer's market when they got that that like like outside.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer has the same favorite uh, sound or noise. What sound or noise do you hate? I was just thinking of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I, I would,
0: I wish he would forget eating me, eat my ass, Jeff. <laughs> I um. What did you say, Adam? I'm what so sorry. sound
1: or noise do you hate?
0: Oh, my God. When somebody is eating and they scrape the fork and they like. Oh, God. <sighs> I'm oh like, oh bro, you, yeah. you got dental insurance chewing like that? Oh. When, you know what I'm talking about? When somebody, you hear the scrape on the teeth. I, I envy the deaf in situations like that. <laughs> I'm like, I, w- I wish I was deaf for so many moments in my life. Yeah. And whenever that happens, it's one of them.
1: What What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
0: I would love to be a judge in another
1: life. That's right. You love Judge Judy. I
0: love Judge Judy. But before that, I wanted to be a discrimination lawyer because my brother's in a wheelchair. Wow. So I thought it'd be an easy killing. Wow. Like, like, wow, my brother gets a wheelchair, can't get into your bodega, give me 200 grand. You probably still could pull that off. Yeah, he'll still be disabled. So I, he's not going, he's not going to stand anytime soon. So if I decide to have a pivot. What,
1: What profession would you not like to do?
0: That I would not want to do comedy. No, I um, <laughs> I think if there's anything I don't want to do, I don't
1: know. Like a teacher, an astronaut, or
0: you know, I'd want to do everything for a little bit. I'm very malleable. What would I not want to do? I don't know, Adam. Construction worker. No, I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, I love to get drilled. I um, don't I don't know why I said that. Manager. That was funnier in my <laughs> head. Do you know I had a, a, not to tell you? something, Can I tell you something really quick? quick yes. take a Quick. Yes. I have. Have you had a sex dream in your life? For oh sure yeah. You have. Very rare that I had a sex dream, very strange, but it's always about the people. I had a sex dream that I <sighs> was intimate with Hussoff, who worked at the Dunkin' Donuts in Staten Island, and he was 60, not anybody I would ever go for, but in the dream, I got right on the counter, and I was so into it, and it's something that I am... <laughs> I don't know why I had this dream. To this day, Mo is scared. Mo is like, I'm taking my yellow beanie and I'm getting out of here.
1: Be a so Dunkin' Sometimes employee. we should just take things to the grave.
0: Yeah, that was one of those moments. Mustaf is his name? Yeah, it was horrible. And he, I, Is I, he the manager at least? No, I don't know why, but I had it's that dream. It's a real dream. guy though. And I, yes, and I woke up the next morning and was like, how did that happen?
1: I don't know. Have you called him? No. Him?
0: He's, hit, he's disgusting. <laughs> I want nothing. I didn't want, want to buy donuts for him, let alone kiss him. Are you, Adam, I don't think you You understand climbed what on the counter. Was it was in my dream. I was out of
1: control. Yeah. I, I had to
0: really be real. I love
1: I, all the places you could go in your dream. You went to a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm low. I'm, I'm made to be a diabetic. I'm like one of the whales at SeaWorld. I have to be tamed and reeled in with people and ropes, and or I go, rah! I'm... <laughs>
1: All right, last question. Sorry, Adam. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Hi, baby.
0: Not in a <laughs> sexual way. I didn't mean that like, hi, baby. Nope, like, welcome. perfect. To yeah. me, heaven's like a Philadelphia cream cheese commercial with the Who's violin. that? That was supposed to be, you know, a harp. <laughs> a harp and the music and...
1: Oh my god! Thank I just saw a segment me. on your show that's pictionary because like I thought you literally were trying to eat the side of your neck, but you were like, "I'm playing the cello." I was like, "Sure you are." Get this kid a helmet in the bus. All right. Uh, our guest today, Nikki Paris, ladies and gentlemen. At
0: Thank Nikki you at Nikki Paris, Paris comedy on Instagram and Twitter. At Nikki Paris bitch, my confirmation name. At Nikki Paris bitch on yeah, com- IG. can't on, change it. It's too late. Yeah. And when I go on TV, they they're like, "We can't air that." So I'm like, "Not very smart for." Business, but this know,
1: uh, this is uh, just the beginning, <laughs> and uh, a great career awaits. Uh, I love you. Thank you for having Nikki's me. Nikki's gonna be on the road with me on a bunch of dates coming up, so get tickets to those cities that we post about, and um, and thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I love you. Love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death